0: So um, I was a school bus driver for two years because what else are you supposed to do with a degree in religion, right? (laughs) So one afternoon I was driving kids home when I looked into the big mirror that is above me and I see a first grader standing there in the middle, middle of the aisle. So I said, River, back in your seat. A few minutes later, as I'm driving, I look again in the mirror, and and there he is standing in the aisle, so I said, sit down and put your seatbelt on. One last time, I looked in the mirror, and now River is standing in the aisle with his seatbelt clipped around him, but fully extended and hanging down around his knees. So I yelled, River, what are you doing? And he looked sort of surprised and said, but I keep falling up, which is a great excuse, especially for someone who has a degree in religion, because the story of Jesus and the story of Christmas is about God turning our world upside down. So, in Luke chapter 1, the male religious leader, Zechariah, is put on mute. He loses his voice. And in that silence, we hear the prophetic voices of Mary and Elizabeth. In a world that prioritizes men, the Christmas story lifts up the voices of the women who have been speaking and leading all along. And then in Luke chapter 2, the empire is taking a census or counting the world in order to conquer it but Jesus is coming to serve the world. The empire is counting the world in order to take an account of their substance, which, as it turns out, is less about character and more about how much money they can extract from the people. But when Jesus comes, he will not be counted among the rich and powerful, but among the poor. Which brings us to tonight, this little town called... Bethlehem while Mary and Joseph were there in Bethlehem the time came for the baby to be born and she Mary gave birth to her firstborn a son she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn you've heard the story before right <laughs> so when you hear this part of the story what images come to your mind after a long and weary journey Joseph and a very pregnant Mary arrive at a holiday inn, only to be turned away by a callous innkeeper. We might even imagine them going door to door, being turned away at every stop. It's cold and dark, and Mary's contractions are getting more and more painful, so alone and desperate, they find a barn or a manger where only the animals will witness Jesus' birth. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how could you be so cruel? How could you be so oblivious? Are you now so much like the empire that you only see those who could pay? Are you now that much like the empire that you've stopped counting the substance of your own character? You've been waiting for God to come to make things right, and now you've missed it. So, In this way of telling the story, Bethlehem is sort of like that ironic comic book character who loves the hero but misses or even abuses the hero in disguise. So Bethlehem is like Flash Thompson, who loves Spider-Man but abuses or is a bully to Peter Parker. Or even Lois Lane, who is so in love with Superman that she somehow can't see past the black-rimmed glasses of Clark Kent, right? But in the spirit of turning things upside down, maybe Bethlehem has long been misunderstood. In the empire's search for substance, they would have certainly come up short financially. But this little town was actually full of character, and hospitality. Unfortunately, their hospitality has been lost in translation and time. So last year, we had a few people at our house who are native Spanish speakers. Now, my wife, Maya, she speaks three languages. Spanish is not one of them. I speak one language and it's not Spanish. As a result, there was some sort of miscommunication on our end about when to come over, uh, so we weren't entirely prepared when they arrived. So Maya felt embarrassed about this, and so, um, so she said, I'm, I'm sorry, in English, and then bravely in Spanish, Estoy muy embarazada. <laughs> There's a lot of people here who know Spanish, it sounds like. Wow, all right. Which sounds like I'm embarrassed, but actually means, I'm sorry, I'm very pregnant. (laughs) In fact, she was not, and is not pregnant. But sometimes things get lost in translation, right? A lot of times, things get lost in translation. So Mary, Jesus' mother, is very pregnant. But what gets lost in translation is the no room in the inn part. Because the inn sounds like a hotel to us, right? But in this small Palestinian town 2,000 years ago, the word actually means guest room. And by guest room, they mean space available on the roof of the home or a smaller room next to the house. There was no room because the people of this town had already freely welcomed so many other guests. So when Mary and Joseph arrive, instead of turning them away, they make space. And, And this is a little confusing, too, because we imagine homes with a lot of rooms, right? But a typical home would have been a single room. A single room. This one room would have been divided into two levels. A space near the door at the ground level where the animals would stay at night to protect them from thieves or predators. And then an elevated floor in the same room where Mary and Joseph would have slept along with the family who lived in the house. I mean, we feel like our, our house is full in the holidays, right? Then when the time came for Mary to give birth, the women in the community would be there to serve as midwives and to do anything that was needed to help Mary. After the birth, a manger, which is actually a feeding trough, used for the animals in the house at night, would have been a sensible place to place a swaddled child. So all of our manger scenes Don't get it entirely wrong, but also not entirely right. There are still animals that are a part of this, but the big difference is that this child is born not separate nor disconnected from the people, but a child born among the people, with the help of the people. God with us, you might say. A child born among the financially poor, but rich in character and hospitality. So in a world that is being counted by the empire, the question remains, what counts? What really matters at Christmas? Is it the priorities of the empire? More money, more power? Or is it people and hospitality, the kind of hospitality revealed to us in Bethlehem? a hospitality that welcomes the outsider and cares personally and deeply for anyone who's in need. Howard Thurman wrote, "'When the song of the angels is still, "'when the star in the sky is gone, "'when the kings and princes are home, "'when the shepherds are back with their flocks, "'the work of Christmas begins.'" to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. So on this Christmas, may we experience and share the light that is revealed to us in Jesus. And on this Christmas, may we experience and share the light of hospitality that is revealed to us in these long-misunderstood people of Bethlehem. Merry Christmas.